Pharisee, I preach the gospel I follow the apostles, you follow Pentecostals You're not reformed, so that's a risk I believe the five points like an asterisk I repent, but you're in sin still I spit rhymes and Fernando does a windmill Here we go, welcome to another episode of SolarCast Your boy, Pastor Christian Anderson, and my man, Jimmy De Los Santos How you doing, Pastor Chris? And Pastor Henry Knox What's going on, Pastor Chris? What's up, people? Uh, not much, man. Busy day ahead of us, so we're trying yeah, to get this in. <laughs> absolutely, man. <laughs> What's going on? What's new, brothers? What's new? I don't know. It's a different quarterback this week. I don't know. One thing that's new is these uh, these rising COVID numbers, man. What's going on? Well, people need to wear a mask. Come on, people. Come I on, I thought man. the masks were supposed to be helping, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> no, you, you, you're wearing the, you're wearing that mask in your car driving alone. I thought that was supposed to be helping. Oh yeah, who's doing that? I, you know what? This is this that's a that's a funny thing because I see it more and more, right? I just the other day I was driving down, I was looking over and I see this guy with his mask in his car, and I'm thinking, why don't people get that yet? I mean, we we've, we've made so much fun of them for being alone in their cars. I mean, not just on SolarCast, right? Or have we on SolarCast? Do we do that? Nah, Pastor nah, Chris, nah, do, nah. Do we, we don't make fun really? of anybody on SolarCast. If that was true, that would be new. Yeah. You see the mayor of uh, Chicago, uh, she was questioned by, I, I don't know if it was uh, ABC or MSNBC, and, uh, you know, she was, she was out there, you know, she had her mask off talking into a bullhorn, and she was surrounded by you know, all the supporters and everything else or whatever. And they were like, they were like, well, you know, you know, you, you were out there, you know, amongst the crowd, you know, getting everybody, you know, sort of, she's like, she's like, well, you know, we just felt like we've been locked down for so long and people are just so excited about the election. And, you know, we think that we deserve that or whatever, but I'm like, it's like rules for thee, but not for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, they, they can't be constrained when it's time for them to worship. Right. So they they got to worship. Well, not get, only that, but when it's mask. time to get their hair, hair done, <laughs> you know, they're getting caught in, in the salons <laughs> on camera. <laughs> now, what I mean is that's what they worship. Political they, ideology. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. I was, yeah. I was catching what you were saying there, Pastor Chris, because it is it is what they what they worship. It is the thing. Right. You know, I was I was thinking about this the other day, because when you hear the, the words, you know, lockdown for four to six weeks and we'll beat this thing. I saw that somewhere and this is coming from uh, self-proclaimed president-elect uh, Joe Biden um, that, hey, if we just lock down for four to six weeks and if we wear masks, COVID will magically go away somehow, some way. But the numbers are rising and I don't think that that's really going to work. The, the, the fact of the matter is, though, um, I think that's going to hurt more than, than help. And, and, you know, I was wondering about that for church and we talked about that before, right? We, we come opened up the building again. We started to worship in person. And gosh, I don't want to go back. No, no, we're not going back. No, <laughs> no, that's it's, it's it's you know, it's crazy. But I mean, you, you still don't. The thing that's not new also or the thing that is. Well, I don't know if you call it new or not new is that we still don't know who the president is. Right. Uh, for 2021. <laughs> so, I mean. It, he can say that all he wants. He just doesn't have the power to put it in effect yet. <laughs> yeah, I've seen everybody on Twitter putting their names, changing their names to so-and-so <laughs> president-elect. <laughs> you see the Babylon Bee article, and it's like, it's like girl, girlfriend keeps saying wife, oh, yeah. but <laughs> boyfriend hasn't, hasn't confirmed yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I'm stuck up in the house working, you know, Monday through Friday. And I tell you, at the, at the end of the day of a work day, 
I, I just want to walk outside, man, and get out of here because it's it's getting. And I used to be this type of person that was a homebody. I could just have my house nice and neat, and I'd be good at home. But man, it's getting to be towards too much, right? Yeah. And it's it's time to go outside. <laughs> Officials want us to cancel Thanksgiving, but we listen to what the Lord says over them, right? Amen. Yeah. We Amen. have to have, we have to have a word. We have to have That's a word right. from God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and get into it then. We're getting better at that. Uh, yeah. So what, what we're going to talk about today is uh, is just that. You know, a lot of people. Uh, you know, you've heard it out there. Our listeners. I'm sure you've come across it. You probably use it yourself. So a lot of people uh, use the terminology of "God told me" or "This is what God said to me," and, and that's what we want to discuss today on the episode. You know, is that true? Uh, does God speak to us in a way where we can go around saying "God told me this" or "God told me that"? Because especially around you know charismatic circles uh, that me and Jimmy grew up in, I, I, I know, and I'm not sure about you, Pastor Henry, but we used to hear it all the time. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I probably even used it a couple of times in my in my life. Uh, that God told me this and God told me that. So what are we to to think about that? Uh, we're going to examine that today on the episode in light of scripture. So, so Jimmy, what do you got for me, man? Uh, what, what are we talking about here when we talk about God told me? Well, I'm going to I'm going to start by saying just recently somebody told me, are you telling me that, that God doesn't speak today to us audibly? Like I hear from God all the time. And I'm sitting there going, well, if the, if the next thing that out of your mouth is in scripture, then I, I had some doubt believing you. But we've heard it throughout our lives. And this is the one thing we've talked about this before, Pastor Chris, how even in the charismatic circles we grew up in, uh, people believe in sola scriptura. And they'll say that scripture is my authority. They, they'll say it, they, they'll say it, but in practice, they still want to hear a special in it, an audible word from God for them right now, personally. And here's here's the thing. Here's a big difference between what happened with the prophets of old, what happened with the apostles, uh, the ones that actually wrote scripture um, inspired by God was that the word that they got was for the people. What people are receiving today that they hear from God is a personal thing for them. And right. here, here's, here's a few examples I, I, I will now, let me just give you one example. I'm not going to go too far with the, the examples, but I'm, I'm going to give you one example. Uh, a friend of mine from work uh, a while back uh, stopped me in the, in the hall at work when we were at work, and she said to me that God had told her that it was okay for her to get a divorce. Right? Now, this is a God speaks to me in a kind of way that, that adheres to me. And see, this is one of, the, this is one of those things where uh, – when people do that and they go against scripture, yeah. you immediately want to say, wait a minute, doesn't scripture teach something different than that? Well, that's one instance, but you, you also think of these people that uh, God spoke to them in a vision, in a dream, this type of thing. And what it breeds is cults and things like that. Joseph Smith's started the, 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 the Mormon religion, the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints religion in a vision out in the forest. He heard from God and, and he, he supposedly, this is what happened at 12 years old. He asked a sincere, in a sincere prayer, he asked um, that he wanted to know the true church. And uh, when he asked what church he, he should join, the answer he got was from an angel called uh, Moroni, who came to him in a vision and told him uh, that the true church of Jesus Christ wasn't on the earth at that time. And they, they were going to use Joseph Smith to do it, to create this new church. So they believe they had the one true church. Here's the, here's the, here's the issue with that is that uh, 
Are you telling me that God failed in between the time that, that Jesus was here on the earth up until the time that Joseph Smith was here? Was Jesus a failure at that time? I, I, I have I have serious doubts that his vision was true. Um, it, it, the same thing happened um, in, in about 632 with Muhammad. Muhammad had a vision in a cave. Muhammad had visions throughout his life. Yep. And, and he put the Quran together, this one man, and now the nation of Islam exists. So the problem that I have with people saying God spoke to me is that the scripture teaches us something different. And so I think that's what we're talking about today. Right. Pastor Henry, uh, you know, if, if I was to ask you, you know, just straight up, does, does God, you know, speak to us? Can we go around saying God spoke to me or God told me this? What, what would you say? No, I would say definitely not. You know, and I, I'll just start off with a quote from Bodhi Bakum. And he says, quote, uh, the Lord told me is no substitute for the Bible says. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when you think about that quote, that's absolutely true. And, you know, Jimmy kind of touched on it. If what somebody is saying does not line up with scripture, then, I mean, it's a hearty no. Right. But then when you think about it a little bit further, even if we are receiving a voice from God, or we think that we're receiving a voice from God and we say something and we know that that something does not comport with scripture, then it's good for nothing. Right. Um, so, you know, um, you know, and, and I, I just want to just say this is like, you know, we would not uh, shun somebody who says God told me or whatever. Right. Um, we would sort of come along with that person. We would come alongside them and sort of, sort of teach them, you know, you know, more proper way, especially if it's something false that they're actually saying. And also too, as cessationists, we would not say that God can't do something. So I, so I, I want to make that distinction very, very clear. So we are not saying that God can't, um, you know, speak to somebody audibly or do these things, but we see in scripture that God is not doing that today because of one very, very specific reason is because he has spoken. The canon is closed. And so if somebody comes to me and approaches me and says, God told me, you know, my first thought process is, um, uh, did you read his word or did you like, what's the scripture or what's the book, chapter, chapter and verse did you actually read? Not, not, you know, you know, um, you know, sort of accepting, you know, your word for it. Like, I want to see it in scripture because whatever the Holy Spirit says, um, God, the father will say, and whatever God, the father and the Holy Spirit says, Jesus accomplished it. Uh, because Jesus is the word, right? Uh, you right. know, the word called him the living word, you know, the word made flesh. So, you know, those three have to line up because they are God. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned a word in there that we've never really even fleshed out on the show before. Uh, you mentioned cessationism. So just to kind of explain a little bit what that is uh, for our listeners that don't know or never heard of that word. Uh, you know, cessationism is just the belief that the uh, sign gifts that we see in the New Testament that were uh, displayed, particularly the gifts of healing, uh, gifts of uh, miracles, gifts of speaking in tongues and gifts of prophecy have ceased with the closing of the canon, with the completion of the New Testament. Again, like Pastor Henry said that doesn't mean that God doesn't can't move or hasn't moved in the past and in uh, extraordinary ways. We're not deists by any means. We don't believe that God is just up there and he's kind of silent and he doesn't move and uh, he doesn't uh, interfere with us or, or I'm sorry, or interact with us. I'm sorry. Uh, but we, we do believe that. I mean, we do, he does that through his spirit, by spirit. But 
he's not displaying these gifts, uh, these sign gifts like he was in the, that we see in the book of Acts there and the New Testament. So that's just what cessationism means. And, you know, we would say that most, you know, Reformed Protestants, people in the Reformed tradition are, are going to be cessationists. You know, we're cessationists, and that's that's what Pastor Henry meant when he when he threw out that word. Because I don't think, uh, Jimmy, I don't think we've ever even fleshed that out. Uh, oh. Which is crazy. Out, out of how, how long, you know, we've been doing these episodes, we've never <laughs> even talked about it. We've always planned to get to it. What it is, we always plan to get to a series of the yeah. gifts, you know, so we never really fleshed it out. It, it's funny you say that because when Pastor Henry started speaking, he said, we're not saying that somebody couldn't speak in tongues in, a, in some far off island, but he doesn't mean tongues like gibberish. Yeah, he, means, yeah. he means tongues like in their language. Absolutely. Right. God, God could actually use someone and use the language of the native tribe that's on that island for that man to be able to speak to them and, and bring them the, the gospel truth. The fact of the matter is, though, that, that it, people aren't looking for a word like that. They're looking for a word that feeds them something. And that's what we're talking about today. Whenever I hear somebody say, God, God told me, I'm, I'm like you guys, I'm, I'm sitting there going, well, next thing should be scripture and verse, yeah. I mean, chapter and verse. And one of the things is that people will maybe ask me sometimes, like, so what's the big deal? What's the big deal? I, yeah. What if I hear from God? If I hear from God, what business is that of yours? Right. And again, I wouldn't shun them, but I just want to come alongside them and, and guide them to, to the truth of, of Sola Scriptura. Again, when we started the, the, the you know, talking about this, uh, we said something about Sola Scriptura. What does it actually mean, Sola Scriptura? That our authority lies in Scripture and Scripture is sufficient for all life and godliness. Uh, and, and we have scriptures that, that, that say that the, the Scripture is breathed out by God, it's profitable for reproof, for, yeah. for correction, for teaching, for the man of, for the, so that the man of God can be mature. And, and one of the things about that is so if they ask me, what's the danger? What's the problem with this? Well, well let's take a look at uh, Revelations 22, 18 and 19. This is a solemn warning. It's, it says this, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the, of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. Mm. Now, I, I'll tell you this, and there's going to be some people that will say, well, that, that's just about the prophecy uh, that John wrote about in Revelation. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't cover the entirety of Scripture. Mm. I, I, would, I would beg to differ. I would say that you find that what John was writing uh, shows up also in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 4.2 says this, you shall not add to the word that I command you, nor take away from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you. Uh, John was just reiterating what, what was in Deuteronomy 4.2. And if you can't see that Deuteronomy was in the very front of the, of the book and Revelation is at the very end of the book, the two coincide and the two meet to say, you shouldn't add, you shouldn't take away. And if you heard from God in an audible voice, then let's add it to Scripture which of course you can't because he commands us not to. And so there's, there's, there's my first point. When somebody tells me, um, why, what's the problem with me hearing from God? Well, um, you'd have to add it to scripture and it directly commands us not to. 
So I have an issue with that. That's that's my first issue. You know, scripture we always go to when we talk about Sola Scriptura, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So if we are looking to be, uh, you know, trained up in the ways of the Lord, if we're looking to grow in our sanctification and do what we do as believers, we have everything that we need in the Word of God. I always said that, you know, uh, Charismatics and Pentecostals, one thing uh, you got to admire about them is when they look at scripture, when they come to scripture, they their problem isn't with the infallibility of scripture they believe that, that, that it is it is god's word it is what it is and it's true the problem is with the sufficiency of scripture they believe that there has to be something added in order for us to live this life of godliness right so in order for us to uh you know make it through uh, our sanctification process or whatever we always got to be hearing these promptings and god always has to kind of help us along because if he does it then we're just going to be lost but Scripture tells us uh, that's that's not true, that we have Scripture that is able to complete us for every good work. So, Scripture mm-hmm. is sufficient. It is everything we need. Now, that's not to say, again, like, like we've been saying, that's not to say that, that the Spirit doesn't lead, that the Spirit doesn't prompt. Absolutely, He does. Pastor Henry, if someone was to, uh, to tell you, you know, what is the danger of me continuing to uh, say these things? I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, like Jimmy said, well, well, you know, why, why, why are you guys making an issue of it? What's wrong with me saying that God told me this or told me that? Well, what's wrong with it is, again, like Jimmy says, and I know people would take a um, sort of a, a different position, but at the end of the day, um, it is a very severe issue um, 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 to try to speak on behalf of God. And when you try to speak on behalf of God, there is a certain measure of judgment in that, right? Um, you know, the Bible commands us new believers in the New Testament to be slow to speak, slow to anger, but quick to hear. Uh, it, 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 it tells us to be prudent, temperate, uh, um, uh, to have temperance. You know, you know, it, it says that, uh, um, you know, in, in Proverbs, it says that even a fool is counted wise when he closes his lips. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, so many times in Scripture, you know, we are going to be judged by our thoughts, uh, deeds and our words. Right. So things that we do say have measure. But I think the problem is, is that. Um, you know, when we look at people who believe that that they can speak on behalf of God, they don't put the emphasis on the measure in the right place, right? So they say that we need a fresh word from the Lord because he's doing something new. And we would say, no, he's already done the thing that is Christ who is going to, well, he's already done the new thing. But but the danger in, in that is that you're speaking on behalf of the Lord, Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm reminded of, of uh, passages like Jeremiah 20, 23 and 31. It says, behold, I am against the prophet, declares the Lord, who use their tongues and declares, declares the Lord, or rather, thus saith the Lord. Verse 32, behold, I am against those who prophesy lying dreams, declared the Lord, and who tell them and lead my people astray by their lies and their and their recklessness when they did not send them or charge them so they do not profit this people at all declares the lord now of course in principle this is jeremiah sort of speaking to the children of israel but the principle still bears witness today is that god is against those who declare what he has said when he hasn't said those things and it's very very serious and if we're going to be judged by every idle thought and every idle word that we speak. We need to be very careful about thoughts and words that we're saying we're speaking on behalf of God. It's very, very serious. You know, I want to I want to add uh, to something both of y'all said. So Pastor Chris said something about the sanctification of us as in our Christian walk. And, you know, Jesus said this. 
in his high priestly prayer in John 17, when he's praying for us, for his followers, he said this, John 17, 17, sanctify them in, your, in the truth. Your word is truth. It is God's word that sanctifies us and that brings us to completion. It isn't words that you're, that you're sitting back and, uh, you know, so many people will describe it as this, and, you know, ask God a question and then just sit back and wait for the answer and empty your mind. Empty your mind, and he'll come to you, and he'll give you. He'll give you this answer. It'll it'll be kind of like um, pirate ships and cannons and and things like that. We heard this not a couple of years back from a, from a, a pretty famous preacher who was saying, "Hey, just you know, if somebody comes to your mind, just God, what will you have me say to this person?" And then just sit back, and you'll see pirate ships and cannons and things like. Hold on a second. What are you what are you, what are you saying? What are you talking about? But here, here's the other thing to Pastor Henry. We give that guy too much attention on our show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mention his name. I mean, I'm just saying uh, that comes to mind. It comes to mind. I, we're, not, we're not teaching our people to, to go and prophesy this word that they hear from emptying their minds. We want you to fill your mind with the word of God. That way you can counsel well Amen. from the word of God, from the wisdom that you'll find in the word of God. And to Pastor Henry's point, as he was going through and talking about the dangers of it, you know, you, you, you read a little bit. I want to I go back to Jeremiah 23, but look at starting at verse 25, look at what he says. I've heard what the prophets who have said they prophesy lies in my name. Hmm. Saying, I have dreamed. I have dreamed. How long shall there be lies in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart, who think to make my people Forget my name by their dreams that they tell one another, even as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. Hmm. So he is very serious about what he's saying here. And people think they have a pure motives when they hear from God. But God is specifically saying here, you hadn't heard from me. And in fact, you actually want people to forget my name and go after Baals. And so that's the that's the problem. If you don't. Um, if you're not a, 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 that, what, what is, what does uh, Timothy tell us, or what does Paul uh, tell Timothy? You, we're supposed to study the word to show ourselves approved unto God. Amen. Workmen that need to rightly divide the word of truth. We need to study the word of God so that we can present it properly, so that we can break it down. You know, it's something that uh, Pastor Chris always always uh, prays a prayer before his sermon on Sunday. He'll say, um, "Bless me as your servant, that I might." preach your word faithfully, that I might exposit your word faithfully. Yeah. Um, it is a desire of, of, of a man of God to, to exposit God's word in a true fashion and not to bring shame to God's name by, by, by prophesying lies. So why would you even want to go there? Why would you want to take yourself to that place where you would say, God told me? God's word is enough. God's word is sufficient. God's word is the truth. And we're sanctified through his word. We don't need anything else. I know I get a little hyped up, but it is it is true. When I hear somebody say that, I really get to the point where I'm saying, you need to stick to the Bible, right? You need to stick to what scripture tells us. I think one thing, too, uh, that I can you know imagine people thinking out there is that, well, where, where does it say in the Bible that prophecy has, has stopped? Because that's one thing that we hear a lot from from that side is that the Bible doesn't say that prophecy stopped. The Bible doesn't tell us anything like that. So we're going to continue on prophesying. You know, the scripture does say to uh, not despise prophecies, right? So why are you guys saying that? You know, we can't you know continue on and hear these these words from the Lord uh, and so forth. But uh, you know, I think one thing you know that's that's true. First of all, a cessationist, we got it. We got it. We got to acknowledge that there's no proof text that says that 
the assigned gifts have ceased. But I mean, right. what we see going on in the New Testament, and, and Pastor Henry, I'm going to let you speak to this because you were speaking, you were sharing this before the show. Uh, what we do see going on is we do see a, a cessation beginning to happen in the New Testament already. And, and one thing that, that I always point to when I talk about these things is, uh, you know, God does everything uh, for a purpose. He just doesn't do things, uh, you know, just to do them. Uh, he doesn't do things just to put on a show. I mean, Christ's miracles were, were for a purpose. Everything that Christ, whenever he displays his power, it's for its purpose and for his own glory. He has a specific purpose for doing it. He doesn't do it just to uh, stir up emotions and to get people, you know, excited or riled up, right? So what, what was happening in the New Testament was was a need. There was a need for, uh, you know, the gospel proclamation. There was a need for affirming the, the apostles were indeed uh, sent by God and, and that those who were with the apostles were uh, ordained and commissioned by God. So God had endowed these people in the New Testament with these gifts, with these sign gifts, with these supernatural gifts to affirm the message and uh, you know now we have the message we have the message in the word of God so there's no no need for affirming we don't need to uh, you know affirm by any type of miracle the word of God because the word of God is already being affirmed we don't have to do that again the foundation has already been laid by the uh, prophets the original prophets and apostles we don't Man. lay another foundation on it so if the foundation has already been laid then there's no need for these continuing you know things to happen other than to prop ourselves up, yeah. to stir up emotion, to uh, you know, to say that we have some special insight to God. I mean, that's that's Gnosticism right there, saying that we have some some deeper level with God than others. That we're super Christians. That we can we can hear from God and you can't. We're all part of the royal priesthood. We're all we all have that access to God because of Christ. Amen. Christ has given us access to the throne of grace. So we can all come before his throne and, and we can all worship God and we can all hear from God through his word. Uh, and that, that is the reason why we say that these things cease is because sim there's simply no need for them. We have the word of God. There's no need for, uh, you know, someone speaking in, in another time anytime because we have Rosetta Stone and, <laughs> and things like that. We have people that <laughs> we have people that speak in many different languages and the Bible. Right. Look at the Bible is written in, in, in different languages. Right. So we, we don't need uh, these things like they did in the New Testament. There, there was a need there that that is no longer needed now. But Pastor Andy, quickly speak to what you see in the, in the text where you see some of this uh, already starting to cease. Absolutely. Yeah. So really, really quick timeline but I'll use an analogy so everybody can kind of orient their minds on something, right? So you kind of touched on a little bit, right? So so imagine the New Testament uh, a canon of scripture or the canon of historical, all these historical accounts that we see almost like a building, right? So, so you said, you know, when you build a building, you lay a foundation once, right? Who is the chief cornerstone of that foundation? Jesus Christ, right? So prior to the New Testament or the new canon or the new covenant, you have 400 years of silence, Right. And then you have Christ being declared. Christ is born. He is the, uh, that declaration is made. Christ is here. Uh, of course, Christ grows his ministry in order to affirm him, or rather to affirm prophecy that had already been prophesied of. Again, Christ performed miracles. He opened blinded eyes, healed the lame, healed the sick. He died and he, you know, and, and of course the greatest miracle is rising again from the dead. Nobody had ever done that before, right? Then you get to, uh, to to the apostles who had lived with Jesus, bear witness of Jesus. And so uh, them, they have to be affirmed as well because they are the people who are going to preach at the, at, at, at the day of Pentecost. So they began to preach. They began to preach in other tongues, right? Because they wanted to speak to all the, all, all the Jews that were there that were from different areas, right? right. Um, and so then you move along and the apostles 
they are going to these people groups and they're evangelizing the world, right? So they they thought, and even Peter got this got this wrong that 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 God had only spoken to the Jews, right? He had only given the Jews the law. Uh, you know, the gospel was was for the Jews, but God said, no, don't call what I have called clean unclean. So then you have you know all these people groups. You have you know you know the barbarians. You know you have. You have you have Cornelius household, which is the Galatians. I'm sorry, which is um, uh, uh, the other uh, Gentiles are over and over again being affirmed by God because he is bringing this this people in that was always a part of the plan. But now they have been grafted into the people of God. Right. And then further and further on. But as you get further on, you see that as these people groups begin to be affirmed, the sign gifts are no longer really used or really needed. Because as, as Paul is admonishing the church, he even tells Timothy in one portion of scripture, he says, he says, use some wine for your stomach's sake, right? Right, right? I mean, Paul had the gift of healing. When he came to visit Timothy, why didn't he just lay hands on him? You know, like, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, the reason why Paul tells him that is because God is not a, um, God is not a magician. God is not here for our amusement. Neither is his word, right? So he tells Timothy about these remedies, and he didn't tell Timothy to lay hands on. You know, you know. I've heard this, I heard this, 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 this phrase all, all the time. Speak over yourself, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, speak over yourself, and you'll be healed, or whatever. Like, no, you know, do like the Bible says. Call for the elders, pray for the for healing, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the timeline that we see, and as things progress. Those sign gifts are no longer needed because these people groups, as Pastor Chris said, they have been uh, they have they have been uh, uh, confirmed. And now in the new covenant, uh, through the preaching of the word, we receive that living word. Right. And the Bible is a living word. It's not a dead faith. It's not a dead word. We see the, the you know, you know, the uh, the Bible scripture is as relevant today as it was during the apostles day. And so that's what we follow. Yeah, you, you even I mean, you even see that. You know, Epaphroditus, who was sick, he was sick, and he was with Paul, <laughs> and he yeah. was almost he was sickly almost to death, right? So, uh, you know, wh- what happened there? Why, why why didn't Paul? Where was we see earlier? I mean, these guys were healing people by their shadows, right? Absolutely. From the beginning, uh, what was going on? If you look at the timeline of these letters, when some of these letters were written, you know that some of these letters were written after some of these, uh, you know, miracles, these great miracles that we saw in the Book of Acts. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy. Uh, before we close, I want to go to, uh, I don't know if you wanted to bring this on the air, but um, I want to go to, you know, your, your example. And let's just talk about briefly what do we do with that? You know what I mean? You had an example of somebody, you know, giving you something in need in a time of need. Sure. Um, we can talk about this. And uh, it's not it's not a story that's not known around our circles or around our church. But my sister, Thelma helped me out one time and i'll tell you what what was happening as i was paying some bills i just gotten paid and this was a time uh that i was struggling through some through some financial stuff and uh i got my bills paid but i had just gotten paid that day so i went to go pay all my bills and i got to the point where i had one bill left and i didn't have the money for it it's 59 dollars, right and um i get a text from my sister that says hey come outside i walk outside She's in her car. I go over to her window. She rolls it down. She hands me an envelope and and says, see ya, and takes off. Well, inside the envelope was $60, exactly what I needed to pay that final bill. Um, And it was just, it just struck me as as strange. So later I asked her, why did you do that? She goes, God told me to bring you $60. Now her her thing was like, I tried to tell him 20, but he said, no, it had to be 60. (laughs) 
<laughs> so she she brought me that money and, and so say what you will um i just when i look at that situation i'm thinking okay so how does that fit into the context of what we're talking about right here right now right yeah. i'll let y'all speak to that but I, I got my own ideas and notions at this point uh in my walk with christ right back then it was like wow God speaks today. God tells us these things. And, you know, but but today I might look at it from a different perspective. Well, absolutely. You know, I, I, I would just say, you know, hey, God also speaks through ordinary means, meaning, you know, the providence of God. Right. Right. So, I mean, we can have epiphanies, you know, of course, you know, I, I, I cannot dis- discredit any brother or sister who declares that they heard something audibly, right? So they may have, and they may have not. They may have imagined it, they, it or it may be real, right? But at the end of the day, um, you know, it was the providence of God that you needed that 60 bucks <laughs> to, to pay that bill. And so if, if, if God saw fit to allow you to have it, um, no matter, again, no matter what means that God uses to be able to get that to you, uh, it's still within his plan and within his providence to do so, you know? Yeah, absolutely, Pastor. And I think you hit the nail right on the head. This all comes down to providence. You know, God is going to to make a way one way or the other. He will supply every need according to his riches and glory. He's going to be faithful to his word. And uh, there are times when we are in need and, and God meets that need. And uh, regardless of whoever was on the other side meeting the need, they, they can say that that God spoke to me or God didn't. But l- let's face it, a lot of people in those uh, circles are going to say God speaks to me in every instance. They're going to say God spoke to me uh, to uh, you know go to the mall today, and or God spoke to me to do this, or go God spoke spoke to me to go do that, or to tell you that uh, God spoke to me to, to give you a call today and tell you that uh, you know He loves you. You know, and the guy on the other side of the phone can say, well, praise God, you know, thank you. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, and there's people that are always, you know, in that mindset. God spoke to me to do this. God spoke to me to do that. And they're going to they're going to hit the jackpot once in a while. (laughs) You know, what I mean, (laughs) if if, if everything you do is God speaking to you. Then, yeah, obviously, you know, one of those times, it's just like the, you know, the prophets that come and prophesy to you at churches, man, they're, they're always wrong, but they're going to get, they're going to get, you know, broken clock is, is right once in a while. Yeah. They're going to get one and then they're going to go, they're going to go to that one, you know, and say, uh, look, see, you know, the God spoke to me, right? So, um, you know, I think that that's, that's just it is that um, we, we do believe, we do believe that God works and God and the spirit prompts and the spirit yeah. moves and spirit leads and spirit illuminates and he shows yeah. us things. I mean, I think I, I'm pretty sure all of us, all, all three of us, can point to a time where you know we just felt this tugging to reach out to somebody and and that person probably on the other end said man i needed this i needed to hear yeah. this or i needed yeah. you i mean yeah. that's happened to me I, I remember one time i was driving and you know somebody came into my mind that man i hadn't thought of it in a while and i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna text this brother see how he's doing and you know he needed he needed to hear from me at that point in time yeah. um and, and i'm not gonna say god spoke to me that's just the spirit prompting spirit that's that's the spirit doing what the spirit does absolutely you know the spirit yeah. leads us the spirit prompts the spirit uh, uh, drives us and, and as believers we're called to walk in the spirit we're called to uh, be led by the spirit and as we're being led by the spirit things like this are going to happen absolutely so, so i want to i want to i want to say something about what the story i just told because today i will look at it from this perspective even through the studying of what we're what we're talking about today is that uh, my sister's uh, whole thought process in that was i'm not going to go prophesy thus saith the lord from this prompting that i got to go give my brother 60 dollars. that was never her intention and uh, she didn't even want any kind of praise from it she just here i'm going to hand you this because i was told to do this mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a completely different thing than from what some people will do with thus saith the lord 
with I heard from God and now I got to go tell people this is what what he said or that personal um, I heard from God that even though this girl is not a Christian, I can go ahead and date her because, you know, God, God knows she looks good to me. So he's going <laughs> to allow me to do this thing. You know, that's that's the kind of thing we're talking about. There's, right. there's a couple of different misuses uh, of, of God told me that I think that we need to be careful of. And, and so from my perspective, what my sister did in that instance was just obey the prompting or the leading of the Holy Spirit to bring me. But then the problem is that we got to temper that with what scripture actually says, right? Uh, don't don't go and think, just because I, I, I listened to this prompting, I heard this and I obeyed, now I hear from God in all instances, all over, and I've <laughs> right. got messages that I want to give. Yeah. That's, that's taking it too far, right? Yeah. And so just, you know, we, we obey the leading of the, of, of the Holy Spirit. We obey yeah. Christ in, in these things. So. Yeah, I want to say one more thing for, for before to sort of start to wind down and get out of here, is that, I know many of people who do this like completely harmlessly with no malice, with with no ill intent of trying to prophesy anything that that would uh, be detrimental to to Christians or their faith or their walk. You know, they just do it because this is something that they've been around. Right. So I was talking to a sister one time and she said, you know, you know, I really appreciate you sort of sort of admonishing me, you know, because. Um, you know, I constantly had this idea that, you know, I could speak in tongues, she said, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, you know, you know, my fault. It was because I was always around family and always went to churches and always, you know, you're just in that atmosphere where you get to do these things based upon just the familiarity of being around it. And, you know, she said she got to a point to where she knew she wasn't, you know, of course, you know, she, she understood she wasn't speaking in tongues, but she just did it out of, just being used to doing it. And so, you know, God told me is that same way, right? If, if you're around people that say it all the time, if you've constantly done it, you know, up until adulthood, you're going to continue to do it if you don't take a hard line um, uh, approach to, to, to stopping that, that behavior. But I'll say this, is that um, even though there is a lower measure of punishment for what you're doing, it's still a heinous crime against God because remember God is holy and he sees sin as sinful. Right. And to him, you know, God is so holy that sinful, you know, there, you know, there are distinctions for us and through his law, he makes distinctions, but God sees all sin as exceedingly sinful because he's so holy. Right. And so just bear that in mind whenever you're doing that and uh, you know, pray that God would, would, um, um, give you the spirit to be able to stop doing that if if you are one to do that. But we don't sort of you know point out people you know and saying you know that you have any ill intent of that uh, that you're tr- sort of trying to spread malice. But we do encourage you to you know definitely stop doing to it. Pastor to Pastor Henry to your point there. I think that also the the thing if you're gonna do that, like look at yourself and and ask yourself the question: Is this coming from a place of pride? Or am I being humble in the Lord? Mm. Right. This is this is one of the, another danger of this. Thus saith the Lord kind of thing. And uh, my my uh, when I was being taught, my mentor, I've talked about him before. Say his uh, name, brother, bro. Brother Bertoldo Ramirez. <laughs> brother Bert. <laughs> he 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 told me this one thing that uh, he always doubted when someone would come to me and say. Um, can you pray for me? Because I'm called by God to go preach his word. Hmm. And, and, uh, and he would say, are you? Because, you know, usually uh, people that are ministers of God, those, we come reluctantly. We come like Jonah. 
we come like, yeah, that's not me. I don't want to do that, but we're called to it and we can't help it. Hmm. Um, this is one of the things I didn't want to be an evangelist. I, I pushed away from it for a long time. It, I didn't want to do that, but it is who I am. It is who it's God, God has called me to be. And it took me a long time to embrace it. And I think a lot of times people in their pride think that they're called to more than what they are. And this is one of those things to examine yourself, to make sure that you're not doing these things, thus saith the Lord, out of a prideful place. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I just like to, like to share, you know, as I close kind of my final thought here is that uh, I agree with, with you, Pastor Henry, is that I think a lot of people do this from a place of innocence, you know, and they just grew up in these circles. You know, I think, uh, you know, I saw that a lot growing up. That's just that's just how we talk, man. That's yeah. that secondhand nature in growing up in, in charismatic circles. God told me this and God told me that. So, you know, we, we start there. But at the same time, I want people to come to, uh, you know, a knowledge of God and to see, we talk about this all the time, to see his holiness, to see his reverence, that you would be, uh, that there would be a little fear before uttering something like God told me this, you know, to presume to speak to God, you know, because you're so reverent of his holy name that you don't want to take his name in vain. By taking his word in vain, you're taking his name in vain. You don't want to take his name in vain by speaking a word that he did not say. So there should be some fear. Like, like Jimmy, you mentioned that, that pastor that was talking about, you know, go, see pirates i mean that, there was no reverence in that man there was yeah. there was no no respect no respect for the holiness of god um you know yes we we want you to be open to the spirits moving to the spirits propping to the spirits illumination you know uh and how do you do that you do that by by being a student of the spirit's word you you uh you indulge yourself in the word of god you indulge yourself in in uh in prayer keep these things uh in the forefront and you uh you, you're open to the spirit but you also always remember that the spirit and, and these promptings are subject to God's written word. We can't go beyond what is written in the word of God. So, yeah, I, I would just encourage people just to, to just to be careful with that type of type of uh, terminology. So, again, some people do it innocently, I guess. But uh, just to be careful and just, you know, have this have this reverence for God. And I think that that will kind of work itself out. But also, you know, don't don't be so, so cold where you don't believe that the spirit's moving and the spirit's prompting and the spirit's leading. He's still working and moving in a mighty way. Amen. Can I add to that real quick? I mean, this is my, my final thought, Pastor Pastor Chris, because I want to encourage people too. And I, I would say this that there are, there's going to be some people that push back on this and say, but I want a fresh word from God. I want to hear from God now. I want to hear, you know, I want to hear him speaking into my life right now. And and you know, that old book that's on that's dusty on the shelf, this is what I want to encourage you with Hebrews 4:12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's word is new every day. Amen. God's word uh, right now is living and active in your life. If you'll go to it and be uh, pray before you open your Bible and say, Lord, lead me. Holy Spirit, guide me. And then as you read, you'll see him illuminate and show you things in your life. The the walk of the Christian without the Bible is a dry walk. Amen. It's it's a walk that's in Mm. a desert, right? But, But go read your Go read your Bibles. Go soak up the Bible. Go study the Bible, right? And you'll see that in your life, he, he will show himself to be living and active. And so I, that's my encouragement to people. Uh, when you, The next time you, you say, God told me in Hebrews chapter 4, <laughs> that's the way it should work. And anyway, right. that's, that's my last little piece of encouragement for anybody that's listening to SolarCast right now. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts, Pastor Henry? I would just say, make much of Christ. 
Amen. And make much of Christ's word, make much of scripture and not yourself and not in men. You know, we, you know, we read it earlier, you know, these people who prophesy dreams and say on behalf of the Lord, don't make much of them, make much of the living word. Um, and because the word is living, then it is fresh and his, and his, his, his promises and everything is brand new. His graces and mercies are brand new every day. So make much of that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I think this episode was more devoted to the individual who, uh, who likes to use this terminology and who likes to, you know, say these things or, or feels that it's important to say these things or feels that it's right to say these things. Uh, it wasn't um, devoted to uh, those false prophets that, falsely prophesied COVID or the presidential election. I think we need to come back <laughs> and we need to devote an, ap- an episode to, to these false prophets. And, we need uh, to vote. We, we, we need to devote an episode to African angels singing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I, I really want to devote an episode to all these false prophets that, that prophesy all the time, especially yeah. they come to churches and stuff. And cause yeah. I think, uh, yeah, we got some stuff for them too. Well, didn't yeah. they get all of 2020 wrong? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Is it? Hey, wasn't wasn't it at the beginning? Hey, the year of vision, twenty twenty. Yeah, the yeah, year yeah. Of vision. But nobody yeah. saw COVID coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, if you guys got anything to add, any pushback, uh, make sure you go to the website. Go to www.thesolarcast.com. There, you can send us a message, or you can go to the, our Facebook page on social media. Uh, go to uh, search the toolbar there. Go to uh, 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 Solarcast. I was going to say go to Ecclesia. You can go there too. Go to Solarcast and uh, like the page, share the page. Also, Instagram at the Solarcast or at Twitter at Solar underscore Cast. And you guys are at. I'm at Los Jimmy. I'm at Knox Broadcast. Oh, and I'm. And a, and I'm and, and uh, I'm actually on Parlor now, so all the cool. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, so all the cool kids are moving to Parlor, so you yeah, can catch me the on other Parlor night as well. At our, at our Bible study, we we all jumped on Parlor <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, only on Parlor, I'm Jim D, Jimmy D. So that's a little. Oh bit come different. on, bro! You should have kept the same handle. I, I don't know. Can I go change it? I, I, I think you can. Go, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. I'm at I'm at C Hernandez two one four on Twitter and Parlor. You know, find me there. Uh, but we'll yeah, we'll, we'll definitely link up. Also, if you're in Dallas area, you want to visit us. At church, we have service every every uh, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right there at 3232 Batan Street, Dallas, Texas, 75212. You can find out more about the uh, church at our website, www.ecclesiachurch.org. But anyway, until next time. Let's get to the meat. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Okay. I just made this beat right now. I'm MC Goya. Okay, listen. I'm on the ground like El Chapo in a tunnel, eating about 12 tacos. I'll put you in a box like a gato. Punchline stay in my mouth like Mr. Sacco. Jay thinks he runs Christian hip hop. He wears white socks when he wears his flip flops. And he looks like Shook Knight. I put him in a chokehold and say goodnight. It's not music but clothes that he started. I can find better shirts in a flea market. Okay, Google, who's the best rapper? Goya, rapping graces, full of slackers.